Hey everybody, how you doing? This is the first episode of the Mamba Legacy Podcast. Stay tuned. All right, what's going on, Charlie? How you doing? Doing good. How about you, man? I'm doing all right, doing all right. This is the first episode of the Mamba Legacy Podcast, and I'm glad to have you here. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, would you like to plug your own podcast? I saw that in your uh, bio. Uh, yeah, my podcast is Set the Screen, um, at Set the Screen Pod on Twitter. So uh, go follow us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. All right. You heard it here first, folks. All right. Now let's get right into it. First things first. What do you think the uh, Suns' chances are to make the conference finals? I think they're pretty good. Um, looking at how they did last night against the Lakers, um, Chris Paul only taking four shots and distributing the ball so well, and um, the backcourt duo of De- Chris Paul and Devin Booker, I really think they have a good chance against a team like the Clippers or the Lakers in the playoffs. Um, so I, I definitely think they have a good chance of making the conference finals. I, th- I think that's a pretty decent take. Uh, as a Laker fan, watching that game was pretty bad. It, it, I mean, we kept it close till the end. We kind of fell apart there. Uh, I will say keynotes from that game. Uh, I did LeBron, LeBron tore up 38 points, 36 years old, amazing game by him. But, uh, the Lakers, uh, bench was playing well. And that's why I was surprised. Dennis Schroeder didn't play his best game, 11 points, I believe, but, uh, Markeith Morris stepped up and I was pretty, he's been stepping up this past week or so pretty impressed by that. But the fact that the Clippers, I mean, not the Clippers, my bad, the, the Suns destroyed us was pretty impressive considering Booker got ejected, which was a pretty terrible ejection awful ejection terrible it was one of the worst ejections i've seen this season but the way that we got dismantled by just chris paul and he he didn't have 10 i thought he had eight points last night he had eight points yeah and uh was it 10 rebounds or 10 assists it was 10 assists and five rebounds if you let chris paul do that to you you're not it you still should win the game but the lakers lost and i was pretty embarrassed uh anthony davis being out so a big part of why we're not doing this well but you know, we, when you have LeBron on the team, you should be you should be the best team in the league. Still, quite disappointing. I think the Suns could make it to the conference finals. Uh, I'm not sure how they'd fare against the Lakers healthy, uh, but you know, I if they're healthy, both teams, I think Aiton can do a. I think Aiton could be a pretty strong matchup for Davis. I like Aiton. Uh, very versatile for a big man. I do like Aiden a lot. The only problem with him is that he's sometimes lack aggression, and that's why he hasn't been – some people view him as not living up to expectations as the number one pick in 2018. But um, I do think he has the talent to be one of the best best big men in the league if he is aggressive. For sure. Uh, I I actually see a little bit of Davis in him. He's a bit young, so you mm-hmm. can't get too mad about him for the aggression part. But that will come with time. I think uh, playing with Chris Paul is going to really, really bring that out of him. Chris Paul is one of the fiercest competitors I've seen in the game. Love the way he plays. Uh, Your chances, I do like them. I I do like the Suns. I'm not sure how they fare against the Clippers with Kawhi there because Kawhi, we we know how good of a defender he is. And it all kind of depends on how Paul George is in the playoffs. He hasn't been the best for a couple years now. Pandemic P, as we like to say, but. It all depends on uh, those two play. The Clippers have a strong bench. They, they're they a pretty deep team. Luke Kennard's a player I want to see in the playoffs uh, step up. Serge Ibaka was a great addition this offseason. And, you know, when you got Pat Beverly playing the point, the other point guard's going to struggle, whether you're Chris Paul or some random. I think, I think the Suns, I think they make a strong case for conference finals for sure. 
I think they are more playoff ready than the Utah Jazz. They have a lot more experience, especially with their leader, Chris Paul, being in the playoffs, what feels like every year of his career. And um, with Donovan Mitchell, I know he's been in the playoffs, but he's never really experienced winning in the playoffs. I don't think he's ever gotten out of the first round. So I know he did get out of the first round against the Thunder, so I'm, I'm wrong about that. Um, so, yeah, I do think the Suns are a more ready playoff team right now than the Jazz. Uh, I do disagree with that one for the fact that Mike Conley's there. Mike Conley, great leader. That's He's true. been in the playoffs a ton of his career. Now, he hasn't been as far as other players, but he has the experience. And Donovan Mitchell plays with a lot of heart in the playoffs. We saw him after the game seven against the crazy Denver Nuggets. Last, last oh, year, yeah. He should have taken that shot. I don't know why Mike took that. Uh, you saw he played with a lot of heart. Go Bears, the one I'm worried about. Uh, really, really lockdown defender, but everybody says that, and then you see MB drops forty on oh, forty on him. So, uh, he's not enough. He's not on and off. He's a really good defender, but it seems in a uh, key matchups he kind of s- disappears. It's uh, and he does have a problem with fouling, getting ejected, and all that. He's been ejected. And quite he a can bit. get played. He can get played out of games in the fourth quarter because he can't really shoot free throws and he can't space the floor. No, he's actually more of a liability. I feel like in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh. I feel like the uh, I'm not sure who the backup center is, but they might be a better for the fourth quarter. But keep Gobert in for the first three because Gobert is a great defender, but he does he does uh, uh, commit a lot of fouls with the way he plays. Uh, I do like him though, and I do think the Jazz can compete. I think the Suns are I think the Suns are better, but it all depends on Mike Conley. Mike Conley has been on and off last season when he went to. Uh, the Jazz, he didn't play he was as, awful. Yeah, I, I didn't think he played as well as uh, he could have. But this year, he's kind of he's kind of stepped it up, stepped up his game. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in the playoffs for sure. I definitely think that the Phoenix has better closers than Utah because they have Chris Paul, who's super clutch, Devin Booker, who's really clutch, and then for the Jazz, I guess you have Donovan Mitchell, who's obviously a good player in the fourth quarter. But other than that, um, I mean, Mike Conley's a pretty decent fourth quarter player, but I'd give you Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the fourth quarter any day. Oh yeah, Chris Paul and Devin Booker over. Well, I think it's with Mitchell. If you can, if you let him score, it's like a LeBron twenty eighteen. You let him score his points, you make the rest of the team earn it. I think that's what the oh, plan yeah. should be for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell is going to get his 35-40 in the playoffs tonight. But I feel like you should focus on limiting Gobert and uh, Conley, Ingle, Ingles, and all Bogdanovich. that. Bogdanovich. Yeah, you need to you need to make the other players beat you, not Mitchell. Mitchell's Mitchell's going to beat you no matter how hard you try. He's like James Harden. Oh, now, definitely. since from the topic of the Jazz. How are you seeing uh, Gobert in the Defensive Player of the Year? I definitely think he's up there. I, I actually think he might be the front runner currently, um, with people like Giannis kind of taking a back seat. But uh, for me, he's probably the front runner currently. That, that that that's a strong take. Uh, I like Embiid. I like Embiid right now. The way he's playing is the most dominant big man in the league. I I I, I take mm-hmm. Embiid over him. I think Embiid's the favorite for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. That's just my opinion. Uh. Speaking of MVP, what what do you think? What do you think the race is looking like right now? Well, I used to think LeBron, but this last like what 12, 10 games has been, really been hurting his case. Um, Joel has been playing incredible this year. Guys like Jokic and uh, one sleeper that I haven't really, I wouldn't call him a sleeper, but people that have been underrating is definitely Dame Dalla. Damian Lillard's been playing absurd basketball this year. Um, and then some other guys like Stephen Curry are playing great as well. 
Uh, interesting to mention Damian Lillard. First things first, prayers out for him the past 18 months have been rough for him. Saw a tweet about that earlier. Not sure if you mm. saw it. Lost oh, a ton, it. Yeah, was, lost a ton of people. To read. It's, it's, it's hard to see. Uh, and Damian Lillard has been uh, constantly disrespected this season. Not an all-star starter. That was arguably the most disrespectful thing that's happened this year. Uh, no disrespect to Luka, of course. Luka's a great player, but Damian Lillard's a better player, first of all. You can see what he's doing with the Jazz. I mean, not the Jazz, my bad. See what he's doing with the Trailblazers right now. It's pretty pretty impressive. I love to see it. Uh, I think LeBron – now, I agree with you. I do believe that LeBron's the runner-up for MVP right now. But the thing is with LeBron, he hasn't missed any games yet. Embiid has missed, uh, I believe, five or six, five or six games yeah. so far. LeBron hasn't LeBron's, taken a night off. LeBron is sitting out tonight, though, against the Kings. Well, it's the Kings, but uh, yeah, that is that, it's his that's first sitting out, and we're what a couple days away from the All Star break. So, mm-hmm. for I know everybody hates Sarah at the thirty six thing, but he is thirty six. You do have to take that into account. Thirty six years old, he's sitting out his first game the season when he got players all across the league just sitting out. Now, since it's the topic of the night, how do you think uh, Harden's return to Houston is going to go? If there were fans, I would expect a lot of booze, um, which he should not receive because he he was great for the Rockets. Uh, he's getting his jersey retired. Um, he's He was the only reason why they were relevant for the last eight years, I would say. I think it was eight years. Um, but I think he's going to really ball out tonight. He's been playing uh, great basketball ever since he's gotten to Brooklyn, really distributing the ball nicely. And I think um, the Rockets have 0% chance of winning tonight. It's going to be a blowout. Now, the Rockets uh, not winning. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But James Harden, uh, this, you can look at him and say he might actually have a case for MVP if he keeps this up. The other night, 15 assists, I believe, zero turnovers. He's the fourth Crazy. player in history. First, fourth player in history, I believe, to do that. It's outstanding basketball he's playing. And uh, they have missed KD for a lot of the games. Kyrie's been in and out of the lineup. And that Nets team is not as deep as people think. It's a they have good teams. Joe Harris coming off, that's amazing. Uh it's a, it's got some depth, but it's not like as deep as let's say the Clippers. After you go past the sixth, seventh man, you're kind of getting oh, short. Yeah, it, gets, it gets rough. Look, guys like Nick Claxton and Tyrell Johnston and guys like that. It's... I do like Claxton actually. I think Claxton will be a good player one day. He's uh he's uh maturing and getting better. And I, I, I do actually enjoy seeing this. But uh, the fact that Harden's carrying that without uh, the two other stars really playing consistently in the lineup, not when they do play, they're outstanding players and nobody in the world can beat them. Not even my Lakers. Uh, I believe they're, I believe Harden, Harden is outstanding right now. And I believe you can make a case for him actually being the best Houston Rocket of all time. I know that's very, very controversial, but Harden, I believe is the best scorer of all time. And I'm a Lakers fan. I'm saying he's a better scorer than Kobe Bryant. I think, Harden's I think the best he's, scorer. I think Kevin Durant's the best scorer of all time, but I think James Harden's the best offensive player of all time. If if you guys get if you get what I'm saying, I, I get I think what you're Harden's saying. Harden's much more of an all around player than on the offensive side of the ball than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant just he's seven feet. He's basically a he's basically a seven foot point guard that can dribble like a point. Uh, he can dribble super super well, shoot the ball. He's crazy. Yeah, well, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, he can drive in right. He can. Oh, he yeah. can do what he can do whatever he wants. You can't stop the man. But you know, uh, he's coming off the Achilles. Uh, he's missed a lot to injury. So, hard to see. I think Harden. I think Harden has the case for better offensive player. I mean, the man averaged what was it, thirty eight the last 
38 I think it was 36. 36. 36 points. Uh, That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, The fact that James Harden can put up those numbers on a team that's had a second player. Uh, Chris Paul was there, still averaging plus 30. Uh, Russell Westbrook was there, really ball-dominant player, still averaging above 30. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, he has had a ton of uh, talent around him, and it's, uh, I feel like, taken away from how good he could be when Harden's been the dominating player on the teams he's played. Well, on the Rockets, he was the dominant player. And even right now, with, that, with KD not playing, Harden's being the dominant player. And the numbers he's putting up speak for themselves. I believe he's a better scorer. I think Kevin Durant might be a better shooter. I think Kevin Durant makes that. You have an argument there. If but I have one shot, I'm giving it to Kevin Durant. For sure, for sure. But when you see Harden, like uh, that Rockets, uh, when Kevin Durant was out of bounds, and he, James Harden hit that shot of three Warriors. James Harden, James Harden can shoot those shots, and no disrespect to him. I will take Kevin Durant above him. But it's a, it's a really tough argument you can make there for better shooter. Really, I, I, I give it to Kevin Durant, but offensive, layup-wise, drawing fouls, you got to give that to Harden. Man's, mm-hmm. man's crazy. Especially playmaking. It's not even close. Oh, it's nowhere close. Now, we mentioned the Rockets losing. Where do you see this Rockets losing streak coming to an end? Um, let's see. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen for another like four games because um, people like Victor Oladipo just don't seem motivated to play because he just wants to go to a team like, um, like Miami. He just wants to get out of there. And then John Wall is John Wall is very interesting to me. And Christian Woods injured as well, but John Wall seems like he likes Houston, but I just wanted to see him playing competitive basketball and he's not going to do that in Houston. He's on a really tough uh contract to trade though really oh, hard yeah so 44 million i think yeah, yeah. around around 40 40 plus million dollars that's nearly impossible contract to play when uh john wall's not exactly a max player anymore he's a great player don't get me wrong he's not a max player he's he didn't even make to a max player in my opinion. now i think he's a great player i think uh i'd love to have him on my team but for that kind of money I'm, i just don't want to pay it now let's keep in mind the rockets are playing the nets tonight then they play the Kings, then Jazz, then Celtics. They have a chance against the Kings, I believe. I, the I think they might. Are... I think they might break it against the Kings. It depends the how Kings, the Kings bad too. So, yeah, the Kings are pretty bad. I think the Rockets can beat them. But speaking of the Kings, because what are we going to talk about? The Rockets losing some more. I think. I think the Rockets have had enough hate lately. The Kings. Yeah. How does Luke Walton have a job? I don't know. I have no clue. Um... But people like Jason Kidd are assistants. I, I don't understand. Um, Luke Walton has some of the worst rotations I have ever seen. I remember last year, I think they needed a three, and then they, he did not put Buddy Heald in the game. Mm-hmm. I This guy is does not deserve to have a job ever again. I'm not talking – I'm talking – I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking college basketball, high school. He does not need to have a head coaching job ever again. No, no, he does not. Now, I mean, it should speak for himself. He had a, he had LeBron on his team and couldn't make the playoffs. Now, granted, LeBron was injured, but there was still a solid team. Lonzo Ball was a solid oh, player, definitely. not an all, not nearly an all-star, but he's a solid player. Kuzma was going off that year. I believe he was averaging uh, around 15 points a game. Ingram, you see what he's doing now. Why couldn't Walton unlock that potential? It's kind of embarrassing. Uh, Guys they, like Josh Hart. They had a good team. I, I believe they had a pretty good team. JaVale McGee was there. Now McGee's again, no, no Wall Street, but he's a solid player. And uh, I believe McGee gets a lot of hate because of the shacks and the fool jokes. But McGee's a good player. You can't you can't can. discredit the man. 
he could rim run, he can block shots, and that's all you really need. Yeah, he's he's a he's a mobile center, and that's what you like to see. Uh, if Luke Walton can't bring that to the playoffs, and the calls he's been making for the Kings, I mean, Buddy Hill's not happy. I believe Bagley is trying to get out of there right now. They're having yeah, his drama dad with that. is his dad is crazy, and I believe Fox's dad got into that too when he tweeted out trade him. Uh, it's you got to keep your players happy first first and for all because you need to re-sign the good ones you know uh you can't let everybody walk because they're not happy with the coaching staff uh luke walton the kings have not been a good team in how long it's been ages since 2002 i believe yeah it's been ages since they've done something and left a mark in the nba luke walton's not going to be your guy for the future or the guy now for god's sakes uh i believe the Kings do have talent, though. I like Fox, and if they can keep Bagley happy, Bagley's such a good player. But worst comes to worst, if they have to trade Bagley, they can get good value for that. Uh, depending on how he takes the trade request, if he demands to go to a certain team, they're not going to get anything but a bag of potatoes. But if they can make him happy enough to at least be open to being traded somewhere where they choose, you can get you can get some good value for him. I believe a first and another young player. Bagley uh, is a lot of talent. Yeah, I feel like he's like a Julius Randle. Like when he was on the Lakers, everybody was like, oh, he's not doing that much bust. Now look at him. Uh, you give Randle the keys, and Randle's playing out of his mind. Yeah, Knicks they, are great this year. Not great, but they're playing – for their standards, they're great. Oh, it, it 18 and 18, haven't seen the Knicks done that for a while. I like Thibodeau. Thibodeau is coaching this team amazing. Uh, I saw some reports out there that he's open to having Cat back, uh, Cat playing for the Knicks. What do you think about that? Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, if I'm the Timberwolves, I wouldn't even pick up the phone if they're calling about Cat. I wouldn't pick up the phone if anyone's calling about D'Angelo, Anthony Edwards, or Cat. I'm not picking up the phone. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I think the Timberwolves need to go into rebuild mode. They do. Uh, Cat, so they're resetting the reset. Yeah. They're gonna I, I, think they need the to, I think they need to keep the, the rookie. I keep forgetting his name. Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, they should. They, yeah. they need to keep him. Uh, but D'Angelo Russell's on a crazy high contract and he can't stay healthy. Neither can, well, pray not for Cat, what he had to go through, but Cat yeah, stuff. Cat is, he can't lead the team by himself, obviously. When he hasn't been healthy, the Timberwolves have just been eh. Uh, I think Cat can be a second, second option on a team and they could be a title contender easily. But with the Timberwolves, I, I just don't see that happening. They haven't had a good coach in a while. They had Thibodeau. They got rid of Thibodeau. Time. They let Rose go when Rose was playing out of his mind. It was, ooh, they don't know how to run a team over there. But I think, Kat, a reunion on the Knicks might be very interesting considering who they could get in free agency. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that's true, because they'll have a lot of cap space. Yeah, if they, like, if I they wouldn't trade for Randall. Oh, if they can resign Randall. Yeah, I think you sign Randall and you go after Cat. Uh, if you get Cat and Randall, that'd probably be the best front court in the NBA. For sure. Yeah. Close. I, 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 you could make an argument for them in any debate. Uh, I, I think that'd be, I, if they can get a solid point guard, hell, uh, if they traded for Cat and Ricky Rubio, now that would be, that would be oh, interesting. Yeah, that would be nice. You have now, Rubio quickly, uh, probably have maybe Kevin Knox. Uh, D Rose. D Rose. I don't know. Who, I don't know who's starting at your three. It's a mix of Thibodeau's Bulls and Thibodeau's Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be really interesting. 
Uh, Rubio is not playing well for the Timberwolves right now. I think he's averaging eight points or something. Nice. He's playing terrible. So his value should be low right now. But he's got talent. You saw what he did in Phoenix. He was he was holding his own. When he went when he was playing for the Jazz, he was holding his own. I like him. I think he's a gr- I think he can really ball out when he wants to. But right now this Timberwolves team is so disorganized. In people are in and out of the rotation every other night. The star players are. It's it's really uh really hard to watch. Uh, and a team with that amount of talent should not be that bad. I'm no. not saying they're the most talented team in the league, but they're more talented than like probably the Cavs, my, my Cavs. I'm sorry, but they're probably more talented than them because you have a guy like Cat and D'Angelo Russell. There's no reason why you should be – you should have seven wins. There's I disagree no with that. I disagree with that statement. Really? This Cavs team is something to watch. Jared Allen, oh, when he played the watch. Rockets – when Jared fun. Allen played the Rockets, he was destroying them. He was playing like a prime center. Uh, Sexton and Garland. I love those two. Uh, I'm not big. I'm not. I, I, I have respect for the Cavs. I like them. Fan base is amazing. But Thank I'm you. really surprised by them. Really surprised. Uh, they're playing good basketball. Now that the record is, the record doesn't show how good they're playing. That's what I don't. That's why they get a lot of hate right now. But they are they're balling out. Sexton's balling out. I like Sexton. People, yeah, the fact that they're only one one win away from having Atlanta's record is pretty crazy. Yeah, and especially with the talent Atlanta has, John Collins, Trey Young, Clint Capella, Gallo, that, Gallinari, Rondo. It's crazy how they're one game away from that. And I think I think the Cavs can uh I think the Cavs potentially could make a playoff push for that uh play-in tournament. I hope not. Why? I, I because I, all right. What I want as a Cavs fan, what I want to happen, I want them to be competitive this year, but not too competitive. And then I want them to be around maybe the third or fourth pick in the lottery, and take this guy named Jonathan Kuminja out of the G League. He's a he fits perfectly with the team. He can facilitate. He can defend. He can shoot, and uh, he's a four. So that's the one position that we still need. So that's what I want to happen. But what do you want to happen to Kevin Love? I'm interested on that. This is weird. Um, I like Kevin Love a lot, but he does not fit the timeline, of course, and his contract's pretty big. I've been wanting him to get traded to a team like Portland for a while, and before James Harden was gone, I wanted him to go to a team like Houston or Portland. But now that he's he's still getting injured like every week, so I don't think he's going to get traded. I think he's staying a Cavalier until that contract's up. That's interesting. Now, also, Andre Drummond, what do you see going on with that? I do not think he will, he will be bought out because that's a big contract to be bought out. And the thing with the trade is that I don't know who – I think the Nets would want him, but I don't understand how how much better that makes the Nets. Um, that cap wouldn't work either, I don't believe. It would not because they're already loaded with cap, with guys like DeAndre Jordan with making more than he should. And then you have the three max guys, uh, Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden. Um, so I really think that Andre Drummond will probably just – um, sit out for the rest of the year and just go in free agency, probably decline his player option and sign with the team for maybe about $10 million. Uh, now, I still believe he could get bought out. I feel like that's best for both parties. Cavs open up a roster spot. They can sign somebody young, play them for this year. Because, I mean, if you don't want them that competitive making the playoffs, it'd be interesting to sign somebody maybe out of the G League, see how they feel yeah. in that position. Uh, Kevin Love... I kind of, if a team's really desperate for Ford, I believe they could trade for him. Now you're going to have to take up another big contract for him, but maybe three million. Yeah, you're going to have to take That's up a, a contract to trade him. But 
you know, that might, if you get a one-year guy who's on a one-year max, not max, one-year big contract, that's a deal I'm willing to make if I'm the Cavs for Kevin. Kevin's done a lot for the Cavs. I watched him beat the Warriors, but you are, you are right. Kevin cannot stay healthy and uh, hurts me to say, because love the guy, love how he speaks out on different topics, especially mental health. I don't think, I don't think the cat, he doesn't fit the Cavs right now. Cavs are trying to go young and he's too old for him. He's still got a couple good years left. Not prime years, yeah, obviously. I think so. Yeah. But he, he could go and he could help a contending team if he stays healthy. Andre Drummond's, sure. he gets bought out. The rumors are the Nets or Lakers are interested. I would I would like to see him on the Lakers. I think I think he'd be a great fit for us right now, considering Davis is going to be out for a while till at least oh, after All Star break. Yeah. I think that'd be great because that because Mark Gasol love him to death. He should not be our starting center. He's he's so bad right now. It's crazy. He's averaging like four, two points, four rebounds, and two assists. It's disappointing, and they haven't started. I I love Montrez though. Montrez right now is playing amazing. I love uh, all the energy he has. I love that. Oh, Montrez, as good as he's on the court, he's even better locker room presence, and I love that about yeah. him. He gets that whole team up. Uh, I, I think we need to keep Montrez, but Mark Gasol, I was hyped when we signed him. I thought he would be a pretty good defender, pretty good facilitator, but I would have rather kept McGee or Dwight Howard at this point. Now, again, no disrespect, love Mark, but he – you need to, I think we need to cut our losses and move on trying to get somebody like McGee. Now, McGee, I believe, is on the trade market right now. You guys are shopping him, I believe. Mm-hmm. I saw some rumors on that. I think a reunion makes sense. We it need to make a lot of sense. It does. We need that. We need the rebounding, the athleticism. He already knows the team well. I think that'd be a perfect fit to come back. Even Dwight, I think Dwight would be a great fit. I'm surprised we let both of them go. And I'm surprised we traded him to y'all for nothing. What did we get? Uh, a second round pick, I think. Yeah, second round pick. That's McGee's. McGee's a solid player. That was a terrible deal on our part. I was so surprised when they just let Dwight Howard walk. No, yeah, we didn't well, offer didn't him walk. anything. He actually, you guys, uh, yeah, you guys offered him a little bit, but then he took like a barely uh, more from the Sixers. I think. No, or, actually, uh, was it less? Uh, was I think a, it was less. No, it was, was actually it a confirmed. No, it was confirmed report. The Lakers didn't offer him a contract. Oh, really? No, we wow, didn't offer for- him a contract. That's at crazy. All. Why would they do that? That's why he uh, tweeted out. He deleted it right after, but he said, I'm happy to return. He thought he was going to get a contract offer. They didn't call him at all. And that That's really, uh, really made me upset because Dwight was a great player for us last year. Great was player. A big piece of that title run. Big piece. Huge piece. Uh, down the line. And how willing he was against the Rockets. Him and McGee, they, off, they were like, all right, we'll sit out. That was a great leadership by them for the younger guys. And especially for Davis for moving to center, even though he's not a big fan of the position. That's probably what won us that series against Houston. That uh that and LeBron LeBron went playoff mode last year, and I'm really impressed with how he, he was destroying Russell Westbrook that whole I, series. I think he I think I saw he had nine blocks on him that series. Five games, nine blocks. That's crazy. Just on one player. That was really, really uh disappointing to watch. Uh I live in Houston, so I was around a lot of Rockets fans at the bars watching that. Yeah. Their faces were hilarious, but uh, I do believe the I, I do believe that both of those players are up for good runs in uh, Dwight Howard and McGee, and I think either one of them coming back to us would be perfect. Yeah, they're both vertical vertical off threats that can play some defense, so that fits exactly what you need next to LeBron James, and um, yeah, they're obviously a perfect fit because they played with LeBron James last year, so 
Yeah, uh, the way LeBron plays with the vertical centers is outstanding. Now, another topic somebody wanted me to talk about, uh, the Celtics right now. They're barely above 500, barely. Now, are you disappointed in them, or do you understand due to COVID and injuries? All right. Um, Well, at the beginning of the year, they were actually pretty solid. But then once Kemba Walker came back, it's understandable how they dropped a couple in a row because when you integrate someone with such a big role like Kemba Walker uh, has with the Celtics, it makes sense that you drop a couple because you're trying to get the chemistry back together with some new pieces like Aaron Naismith joining the roster. And so, but now that they've had a couple games, they've had, I think it was maybe 15 games with Kemba Walker. There's no reason why they should be towards 500 when we were looking at maybe them being another Eastern conference finals contender at the beginning of the year. Um, I think you have to look at Danny Ainge because he's the guy that constructed the roster. Um really just I, he's so scared of making trades because he doesn't want um, someone to over overvalue or he doesn't want to overvalue someone and trade nothing for him. He's just too scared to make a trade because he wants to make sure that he wins the trade every time. If you get what I mean, um, which is pretty frustrating. And I think he should try to trade some of those young assets like Aaron Naismith and Grant Williams for more seasoned veterans if they're trying to win now. One hundred percent. Uh, this is going to be very controversial, but maybe even trade Jalen Brown. Now, hear me out. Jalen Brown, he's got a lot of value right now, young player, and the Celtics need to win now because the league, it's they're going to run out of contract space soon. They keep making bad contracts. They're losing money. Tristan Thompson, he has not been playing well at all. Uh, and that was a big, I think that was $9 million. So yeah, he's eat, they're, they're eating their cap up. Now, if you can trade someone like Jalen Brown, you could make you throw Jalen in a first. You could probably get Bradley Beal. Yeah, I think for sure. You want to win now, and Bradley Beal is an outstanding scorer, one top three scorer in the league right now. You get him, you're instantly favorites for the Eastern Conference Finals easily. Oh, so I mean, you're close because I mean, I still think if a team like the 76ers can make a trade for Cal Lowry, who's I think he's up for up for grabs right now. I think uh, that the Sixers, Sixers and Brooklyn would still probably edge out Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think if you had Beal, that's a strong series between the Nets. You can match up with their scoring with Tatum if Kemba's playing well, and Beal. I think you can match up with them. Not as much, but then the big men come in and they can destroy that Nets bench. I think that Celtics team could like smart coming off the bench. You can destroy that Nets bench. So that'd be a very interesting series uh, with Beal. Uh, that's, I still think, I still think the Celtics could beat the Sixers too. Uh, Sixers could get Kyle Lowry, but I don't think that would change their chances too much because Ben Simmons is the primary ball handler and that's where he thrives. He's not a really good off ball player and neither is Lowry. So I don't see that making much sense at all. Uh, the biggest thing is that it adds a, it adds a closer for, um, the 76ers, who, if you look at their roster, Tobias Harris has to be the closer because you have a guy like Ben Simmons who can't really space the floor or shoot the ball. And then you have a guy like Joel Embiid, who's a big man who can't – I mean, he's an all right shooter, but he, he's not, he's not going to shoot the, shoot the lights out of the gym. And then uh, Tobias Harris has been pretty solid for them this year, but you want to see – I don't really care what he does the whole regular season. I just need him to show up in the big moments – like in uh, the Eastern Conference semis this year against the Celtics, we need they needed him to show up, and 
He really didn't. Now I will say that was some bad coaching in the playoffs. That was yeah, terrible. Brett Brown, Brett Brown deserved to go. Uh, but that's a huge con- Kyle Lowry's on a thirty million dollar contract. Who do you trade for that? Because the Sixers are near the cap. Who do you who do you really trade? You don't have any big contracts other than your big pieces. And I don't think you trade a big piece for somebody that's going to come off the bench a lot. I need to look at their cap. I believe Danny Green's on a bigger deal. Yeah, so he's Danny on a one year fifteen. Fifteen. So you could trade him, send him back to Toronto, add Seth Curry, which is twenty two. I wouldn't add and Seth. Seth shoots yeah, because he's he's really he he's really fifty percent from three right um, now. Since they don't, I mean, you're right about the other than their three big guys, they really don't have too much bad cap. So yeah, I don't think they can really make that trade unless they're ter- they have to give up Seth because he's the fourth most he's making the fourth most amount of money out of everybody. Now tell me this: Would you trade Seth and Danny Green for Kyle Lowry? I don't. I don't think I would because that's two of your best shooters, and with a guy like with guys like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, who are both back to the basket type of guys, and they score a lot in the paint, you need the spacing. So I wouldn't do that. For sure. For sure. Now let's go on to our last topic so we can wrap this up. Uh, Dwayne Casey, what do you think about him right now? Um, I actually think the Pistons are a decent team. I, they, if you look at their strength of schedule, I believe they have the second hardest schedule through the first couple months of the league or for the first couple months of the year. So, and they also have a decent amount of talent, but he's just in a bad situation because they're in this they're in this spot where they don't really know what they're doing. They don't know if they want to compete with because they have guys like Blake Griffin, who who's a pretty older, is a, he's an older guy and he's at the end of his prime. And, but they also have younger guys like Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bay. So I really think it's not his fault. I really think it's the way the GM set up this team. He really set, set the coach up for failure. Uh, I like some of those points, but they are 15th. They are the 15th. Yeah in the sure. Eastern conference, they are nine and 25 and that's a terrible record for anybody. Uh, even Popovich struggling for players last year. And he still, he was put, he was trying to contend. They were in the playoff picture for a while. Uh, nine and 25 for the coach of the year is not good at all. And I believe he needs to get fired, but I don't believe this should be his last job. Uh, I think he would have to be a assistant somewhere first. And then I believe he oh, could be a head yeah. coach again, but <laughs> He's been disappointing with the Pistons. Uh, Blake Griffin, he's been out of his prime for a while, and he's just eaten up cap. But they have Grant right now who's playing out of his mind. They let Wood go, which was really, really confusing. That was awful. Wood they, was, I think they offered him like $10 million per year, which is yeah, they insane. Off, no, they offered him a two-year $10 million contract, I believe. That's what oh it was. Oh, my goodness. So which dumb. is terrible. The man was – the man was – the shining light on the Pistons. They had nothing else. They've traded Reggie Jackson. I liked Reggie. Reggie Reggie was a solid point guard. He could get the job done. I really like him in LA, though. He fits really well there. Really well. I don't the think so. I, I think the Clippers are better without well, Reggie. I think he's a good scorer. It's just that the facilitating, which is the issue for, um, which is the issue for Clippers, uh, yeah, he doesn't really bring that. So if they could get a guy like Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, that would be pretty crazy. No, I think the Clippers should actually go after Rondo. Cheap contract, Rondo, vocal leader, sense. great, great felicitator, amazing. He's like a coach. He's basically the coach. Him and Kyle Lowry I actually view as quite the same, but. Uh, Rondo's on a two-year, fifteen million dollar contract. That's a lot better That's to trade for than a thirty. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Now, granted, Rondo is older, 
but I believe Rondo has a higher IQ than Lowry. Now, Lowry's is crazy, but Rondo, he sees things nobody else sees. I don't even see it till after he makes the pass. I'm like, wow, how did he see that? Especially with yeah. him playing and me watching. Uh, he, he can, if he's injured, which he does every now and then, he can coach. That man can coach. Uh, I think Atlanta would be open to that because they have a guy like Trey Young and you also have Chris Dunn, who's a great defender off the bench. So they have really have three good point guards. So if they can give up Rondo for maybe another wing piece or another big man, or maybe just another future asset, I think that would work well with it well for both LA and Atlanta. If you're the Clippers, you trade whatever you got Kawhi yeah, Leonard you now. Who, no, who can opt out. Yeah. Paul George can opt out. If they don't make After the this year, finals, yeah. I don't think they're going to stay. I honestly don't. Kawhi wants to win, obviously. That's why he went to the Clippers, to compete with LeBron and win championships. Now, how does this look if you're Kawhi? LeBron won a championship. You haven't made the finals in yeah. your terms in LA. You don't like that. Paul George, Kawhi leaves, you're gone. Paul George is not staying on the team by himself. You saw. And then and they both can opt out in a matter of seconds. And then LA, the Clippers are looking at another 10 to 15 year period where they're just awful again because they traded all the picks they traded all the picks for paul george and they they used a lot of cap space on guys like Kawhi leonard and uh paul george and also uh guys like luke Kennard who signed to a 64 million dollar deal to support them now i did believe that that luke Kennard was really uh interesting uh he's not crazy good and he hasn't performed well for the clippers uh he's a solid player but not that extension worth now we will have the discussion next time on the clippers i think that's where we'll pick up next time you're on here loved having you here man i'm gonna let you go because i know you gotta go uh it's very interesting finally good to finally speak to you uh me too i i think uh i think this this is the first episode yeah all right thanks for listening thanks for being here man uh you were the first guest of the podcast. Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate hey, it. No problem. Take care, man. Later.